And on the Michael Medved Show, uh, talking about one of the uh, most faithful decisions that uh, President Biden is going to make, and it, it is, even in the unlikely event, I think it's highly unlikely, that he runs for a second term and wins a second term, this is one of the big ones. Just as for President Trump, uh, one could argue that the biggest decisions he was called upon to make and fortunately, those are decisions I think he got completely right, was the appointments of Neil Gorsuch and Brett Kavanaugh and Amy Coney Barrett to the Supreme Court of the United States. They're all eminently qualified, brilliant people, and uh, deep and serious legal thinkers, skilled writers, absolutely appropriate for the Supreme Court. Now, will Biden do the same thing? He actually had during the campaign on several occasions said just as he had said in advance he was going to pick a woman to be his running mate he didn't say a black woman but he ended up choosing of course Kamala Harris who is uh, black on her father's side she is mixed race because she's Indian Tamil Indian on her mother's side but um, he had said specifically he would pick a black woman and as a matter of fact, there's even a billboard that had been put up that said, uh, Breyer, retire. It's time for a black woman on the court. And there's a, do we have that, um, Patty Murray sent this out and uh, it's, oh, we have John here. Terrific. Uh, let me go directly to him. Uh, there's a lot of breaking news today, and I do want to get over, go over that with somebody who knows much better than anybody else I can think of right now, law professor John Hugh of uh, University of California, who has clerked uh, for people on the Court of Appeals and on the Supreme Court uh, for Justice Thomas, with Justice Thomas. And John Hugh is the Emanuel Heller Professor of Law at University of California at Berkeley, and was, uh, was also a Hoover Institution Fellow and worked in the Bush administration. Uh, Professor Hugh, thank you so much for joining us. Sorry to be talking over you there. No, it's great to be back, and uh, I, I enjoyed hearing your analysis of the events so far. Well, it's, it's, uh, what, what do you think of this tendency of the idea that the most important thing that everybody is talking about here is the ethnicity and gender of the prospective justice? I think it's unfortunate, but I also think it's typical of the way that uh, President Biden and, and the Democratic Party have you know, followed this identity politics agenda. Uh, to say I'm only going to consider uh, specific people, you know, black women in this case, I think it's unfortunate because it, it narrows the scope of the candidates that could be appointed that I mean, America is so talented has a lot of great lawyers whether they're progressive or conservative and just to say well I'm not going to consider white men or I'm not going to consider Asian women or black men actually I think is, is extremely unfortunate but it's I think the identity politics game is so taken over uh, this administration that's not surprising there's also this general assumption we have a tied Senate and I was wondering if, if you know how this would work. If, uh, again, wild speculation, I think it's interesting uh, that uh, the Vice President of the United States 
could do less damage to her party as an appointment to the Supreme Court. She is a former attorney general, et cetera, et cetera, and been in law enforcement. If uh, she did that and uh, all the Republicans voted against her confirmation and all the Democrats voted for it, would she be allowed to break the tie on her own confirmation? Well, one of the other jobs I had in my uh, past was I was the general counsel of the Senate Judiciary Committee. And uh, so I have some familiarity with the Senate rules. I do think under the sitting, the current rules, she would be allowed to vote on her own confirmation. Although, you know, judges, other people in the past, for example, uh, for example when senators yeah, raised the same issue, when senators have been nominated to be cabinet secretaries, right, they have the opportunity to vote on themselves, as it were, but sometimes they, uh, they won't vote. I don't think that uh, Vice President Harris would lose this chance. Uh, and the reason why, I mean, just under the Senate rules, is that she's still the vice president at the time her confirmation comes up. Her appointment actually doesn't become formal until the president receives the advice and consent from the Senate, and then the president actually has to complete the commission. And so she still technically would still be vice president and would still have the right to vote, even though, of course, she's terribly self-interested in the result. Yes, of course. The consensus appears to be right now that the most likely nominees are two uh, individuals, and I, I'm sure you know something about them. One of them, a justice on your own California Supreme Court, Justice Leandra Kruger, and uh, one of them, a, a, the D.C. Circuit judge, that's the number two, the number two to Supreme Court court in its importance, uh, Judge Katanji Brown Jackson. They both are black women, both have very distinguished backgrounds. Do you uh, think those are likely choices? Yes, and actually it might be worth looking back at how Justice Breyer got in the court. Um, he, uh, so I was sort of around Washington at that time. And people, I remember that Bill Clinton, you went through a bunch of other names. Like he thought about Mario Cuomo, for example. He wanted to appoint a politician, but Republicans went to him and said, here are some nominees that we can support. And they, they, Republicans actually went to President Clinton and said, we suggest Stephen Breyer. And he got a lot of Republican senatorial support. I think he got a majority of Republican senators, too. If you're looking at the nominees right now, if you go back, Judge Brown, as you pointed out, she was just elevated to the D.C. Circuit just, uh, you know, within, the, just uh, within the last six, seven months, last June. She got three Republican senators to vote for her, uh, Senators uh, Graham, Collins, and Murkowski. So if you you know, want to make sure, you know, you, raised, you already pointed out it's a 50-50 Senate. If you want to get some Republican support, you might go with the judge who's already had some Republican votes just within the last year. Uh, the interesting thing is I, I looked and saw that Judge uh, Leandra Kruger um, actually clerked for a Republican-appointed justice, John Paul Stevens. Now, John Paul Stevens is not a judicial conservative, but right. at least there's some <laughs> familiarity <laughs> with something touching on the Republican world. Uh, what, do you, have you followed her on this? She's been in the California Supreme Court since 2014. She was the youngest Supreme Court justice ever appointed in California by Jerry Brown. Uh, what's your quick response? Yeah, my sense is this is a court here uh, that is got a strong liberal majority. 
Um, she's not done anything to distinguish herself as being extremely liberal, even within that group. Uh, she tends to be, by all accounts, fairly pragmatic, but she's definitely a liberal in the middle of a liberal majority on a liberal court in a liberal state. So I don't think anybody <laughs> should be surprised. <laughs> a liberal state in what remains a center-right conservative country. Uh, what a pleasure always to speak to you. I hope we'll be able to consult you with your incredibly rich background, John.